This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? It's a bad miracle. They got work for that. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And together, we are reviewing a film that we've been collectively really, really excited about um, because it's kind of always a good time in the cinema, I think, when you've got a new Jordan Peele out. And that's what we're reviewing today, his latest called Nope. I have been so looking forward to this. I've also been avoiding spoilers so hard uh, because we're getting it slightly later. And... I know that you're not supposed to say this as a start of a, at the start of a review, but honestly, if you can avoid learning anything about this movie before you go and watch it, that's probably the best way to watch it. That said, I love this film so much. Um, there are things about it that when I think about it, I feel could have been better. But in the experiencing of it, I just loved it so much. Oh, um, this is easily uh, one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Uh, this year, easily, I think this is my favorite movie of the year uh, so far. But for a while, I think it's one of the best things I've seen. And I'm just going to echo what you said. Um, if you have come this far without seeing anything about Nope or, or learning anything about I don't even know why it was delayed here for a few months. Um, I guess that's just how we release movies now, cancel <laughs> stuff, release stuff late. It's like um, we live in the 80s again. It, yeah, in the 80s again. Um, but yeah, so I was I was so mad because I had to stay away from spoilers, from articles, from, you know, thing pieces and stuff. Um, but it is the best way to watch this. Like, just don't learn anything about it. Go in not knowing what the movie is about. And if I think if you enjoy movies like this, you'll have a really, really good time because... It is a bit of an acquired taste. I, I will say that also. It is a bit of an acquired taste. Agreed. I loved it so much. Uh, I think that it's also... it's. It does exactly what I want a movie to do in that when I'm in the theatre, it blows me away. I'm lo- I'm thinking about the story. I'm immersed in it. Um, I'm looking as well as the artistry, as well at the artistry of making it and admiring the artistry, which we can come to a little bit later. I'm loving the performances. And then I'm really excited to leave the cinema and talk about it because there's so, so much to say. And I think, um, should I forego a summary? I I think I can forego a summary and just suffice to say that this involves a pair of siblings who are going through a form of grief, having to come together to document something. I think we can say that there are possibilities of aliens because yeah. that's on the poster and the trailer um yes. but that's about all i think you need to know mm. yeah um so that's that's where we are um the siblings in question are daniel kaluuya and kiki palmer and basically they run a ranch and, and that's important to know i think because the setting of the movie is very very important you've got these wide open spaces you've got a more rural countryside setting which is also in stark contrast to a a separate nearby setting which is more commercial in nature and so yeah i mean that's more or less 
it, right? And the process, and the thing that it is about is what is it about? Ah, so remember, I said when I think about it, I have problems. Um, the what is it about? depending on what kind of movie viewer you are, might end up bothering you. Uh, Because even for me, I'm like, hmm, did this movie kind of just navel gaze a bit and in the end isn't about anything? But I don't mind. I don't mind. I can imagine it bothering people. Um, For me, really, it's it's one of those movies that's an experience. It's one of those movies that has so much value watching it on a large screen because there are some shots in this movie that are so beautiful um, to the point where I wanted it to freeze. Uh, it's it's the kind of scene that makes your heart like lift a bit because you're in the cinema and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm watching this. I think the other part of this is that so many things that we watch these days are not original stories or content. They're remakes or sequels or throwbacks or, re, uh, you know, reboots. It's really nice to see an original story that's this well thought out, that's this well crafted, well shot, well performed. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to watch this again and again. And as you said, Lynn, I'm actually really excited to dissect it with people. Jordan Peele is very quickly becoming like the new Christopher Nolan, right? Or on par with Christopher Nolan in the sense that when you go to watch his movies, you don't know what to expect, but you know that you're going to get your money's worth, especially if you watch it on a big screen, if you pay like a premium for a bigger, bigger, bigger screen. Um, I also think that the thing about Jordan Peele is that his movies are never what you think they are. Um, And the danger of that is that maintaining that sort of um, hype or that sort of template can get you into M. Night Shyamalan Exactly of, who I was thinking ah, of. I right? had a lot right? of people mm-hmm. comparing this movie to M. Night Shyamalan, actually. So I think that that comes from the belief. And, and it's why earlier I was reluctant to bring up Aliens. Um, I, I know that we have to. I get why we did it. But also I, I was, it's in the clip we're playing later. Sorry. Ah, so, so I was reluctant to do that partly because I, I feel as if that shapes it a certain way. So all I can say is that if you want to enjoy it as an alien film, I think you can, but it is a less perfect experience than if you go in accepting that it might not be a movie about aliens. Because I think a lot of the the issue comes from thinking that you're going to get a, a straightforward science fiction movie, which this fulfills all the hallmarks of. But to me personally, it's more satisfying to think of it in terms of the other stuff that it could be about, right? Including... Um, the ways in which we try to create permanence in our lives, the way in which we try to control the uncontrollable, um, those sorts of things I, I found um, a more personally enriching way to view the film. Can I say something slightly sacrilegious, movie sacrilegious, uh, especially as somebody who actually genuinely loves Nolan? Um, to your point, Arvin, I think Jordan Peele might actually be better than Christopher Nolan in some ways. Um, Early days yet, he's only made three movies. But I think it's because Jordan Peele doesn't take himself super seriously, whereas Nolan always takes himself very, very seriously. And I think that not taking himself seriously results in him not being shy to do silly things on screen, which even in this movie pan pan out so well. Um, I like the I like the lack of self seriousness, and I think for that reason, the fact that he takes on really pulpy genres, cowboys and aliens, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then does something so amazing out of it, in a way, I kind of like that. Maybe a little bit more than say, like a Tenet. He's like um, he's like prestige level Christopher Nolan at this point. Oh yeah, right? good like point. Smaller, like early Nolan, yeah, early Nolan, early Nolan. Um, but also, um, he's the he's the opposite of the M Night Shyamalan trope because um, his movies, right? They they don't. I feel like they don't 
everything doesn't hinge on the twist like a shamalan movie mm-hmm. does so if the twist fails then the whole movie like collapses it falls apart because everyone's waiting for the 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 twist um his movies so far like even get out us especially and then this movie it's more of a revelation like a gradual revelation than it is like a major twist so even when it does happen you're like oh okay i can live with this like i can live with this information i can see where this movie is going i'm okay with it um happening and and nope i think is smart enough to give you exactly what you think it is but at the same time it's also unexpected enough where you're learning new things and you're like oh like i i did not expect it to go this way but i'm happy that it did so one thing that's a very big deal for me uh in nope is the fact that it isn't didactic because I think it could have been very simple for a Jordan Peele to continuously get stuck in the role of didactic dissector of race and doing it in a very interesting mm. genre way, but nonetheless constantly doing that, right? And I think the expectation was, again, you've got um, two like prominent black actors fronting the film and, and you watch it and you think, or rather you look at the posters and you think, oh, okay, so this is where we are. And you could. There are elements of uh, race social issues in there but it's not the kind that sits you down and goes hey so do you understand this about the black experience in america mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with those those kinds of films but i think if we're talking about typecasting a director and a writer because that's what he is he wrote and directed this and as he has done all the others um i don't think you want to get trapped in that kind of cycle it's another form of the Shyamalan trap so i i like that this film isn't didactic and that even the parts that kind of have those elements almost seem like they're self-parodying the idea that you expected him to be didactic, which I really enjoyed as well. I love the fact that you said self-parodying because at parts of this film, I felt like the roots of this movie might have been in a key and key peel, peel sketch yeah. about what would black folk do if this happened? What would a tabloid person do <laughs> if faced with this problem? Yeah, and and I found myself sort of chuckling um, at the at the responses of the characters. I also love that even though this is fully about the black experience, it also kind of isn't, and that's great. Um, I love that the characters are not. Um, uniformly heroic or nice or great. They are very real people fleshed out really well. Um, I love that the movie isn't only scary or only funny. You're right. Like there's nothing about this movie that is easy to pin down. And that makes it part of why watching it and re-watching it, I hope I haven't watched it yet, a uh, second time yet, um, will be such a rewarding experience. No, I I love the reactions of the characters because it's so real. Yeah, um, it's it's so realistic. Like when you see something that you don't want to see. I mean, the the name of the movie, right? Like, nope. They're, they're just like, yeah, this is this is this is not, not happening. happening. Like, I, I'm not sticking around. Um, and and I love that there are some characters in the movie that actually gravitate towards the danger that they're not supposed to be gravitating towards, and it's so realistic. Um, um white people. Uh, yeah, I mean, he said he said many times that it's made for a primarily black audience, right? He makes these horror movies for them, so um, I loved it. Every time you see someone react to a to a thing, you're like, yep, yep, that's exactly what anyone any logical person would do. Like you know, you just you turn the other way. Basically, nobody splits up in a basement for no reason, you know. <laughs> like I think that that's that's the no key one thing. wanders out in the dark just to check what's up. Correct, um, mm-hmm. and that's very key to all of it. Um, we're talking today about Nope, which is is the lit- latest film written and directed by Jordan Peele. Uh, have you seen it yet? Did you enjoy it? WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. 
Spanish Fraudulent Maneuvers, BFM 89.9. This would be an opportunity. I'm f***ing rich and famous for life. There's plenty of videos for flying online. Ain't nobody gonna get what we gonna get. What we gonna get? The money shot. What's up? Undeniable proof of aliens on camera. The Oprah shot. So you guys gonna tell me what's going on? Hell no. Because no. I'm out here and you're the only person in the world that can get it on film. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin and together we are reviewing Nope, uh, the latest film directed, written, co-produced by Jordan Peele and we, we've we touched on the little that we want to say about the story. Um, I wanted to talk on this side of things about the film or the experience of watching the film. So let's start with the performances because we've mentioned Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, both of whom I thought were really excellent, particularly in terms of how much they contrasted against one another. They're very, very different people. Um, And we can also talk, I think, about Steven Yeun, who's just great. Oh, I think the cast overall is so good Um, and very important for a movie like this, right? Because they both ground you, but also allow you to go on this sort of OTT journey at points and they pull off both sides of that story really well. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya for me in particular was just, you know, his is one of those very internal silent roles Mm. um, could often feel maybe like the boring one to the other OTT characters but he's so good. There are parts of this film where he just sells a particular shot with an expression or his body language. Um, I thought the performances were key to this movie. Yeah, Kiki Palmer especially just stole the show. Like she was, she stole the show in in a way that she was not chewing scenery. But I love, love, love a character. Um, Stephen Yoon though, I mean, I've loved him since The Walking Dead. He'll always be Glenn to me. Like he is <laughs> so good in these kinds of movies, and he does horror well, especially because he came from The Walking Dead. Like his facial expressions, the the, the just the way he performs. We can't say much, but he does horror like so, so, so well. I loved, I loved how. Um, I loved how grounded Daniel Kaluuya's performance was. It was kind of the the opposite of Get Out. And I also yes. keep forgetting that he is putting on an accent, right? Like he's not yeah. American. It's, Every yes, time I watch so Daniel Kaluuya good. in an interview, I get so thrown because he's got this British accent. But mm. on screen... Sorry, this British I, accent. I his accent. His, his actual <laughs> accent. But in my mind, I'm like, wait, no, but what? Exactly. It's so good. It's so, so good. So... I, I agree with everything. I enjoyed everybody tremendously. Um, what I did want to say, though, is that Stephen Yoon's character arc um, and his particular entry point into the story as, as Jupe, I think is the part that you can decide how much you want to engage with the film's weirdness and questions of meaning. He's the entry mm. point. Because in other ways, you could just look at it as, like I said earlier, that particular version of the, sh- the movie, right? Siblings trying to document an alien, as we heard in that clip, and and the struggles involved in that. But Jupe lets you know that, yeah, you could look at it that way, but also there's this thing. And do you want to engage with this element of the story? Because it's a significant chunk. It's He's a side character, but in a way, you could argue that his story is the second frame yeah. of, of the movie, that the sibling's mm. family is one way, and that the Steven Yeun entry point is another. Um can I also just say, 
does Hoyt Van Hoytema know how to shoot things or what? Oh my oh, god. Uh, the way man. this movie looks, the way the dark, IMAX-ness uh, of it the all. The IMAX-ness is one. Just the stark scenery of this movie. Um, and then, you know, once it pans to the sky and things happen, those are gorgeous. But the way dark skin looks in these shots, uh, the in way... Moonlight. In moonlight. In moonlit shots, um, in foggy light, um, everything in this, every frame in this movie is so beautiful. There were points where I was just breathtaking, just staring at things in the in the screen and not even sort of thinking about the story. So I didn't know that this was shot in IMAX. I didn't know it was an IMAX thing until I saw it listed in IMAX screenings. Um, so I went to see it in IMAX. It's so good to look at. It's such a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, unfortunately, some of the local cinemas don't know how to maintain their IMAX screens. So just hint, hint, uh, not always the, the best. But it was so nice to look at uh, the wide open vistas and stuff. I I found it strange, though, that this is the first movie or first horror movie to be shot using IMAX cameras. Because you would think that horror films could do with the the immersion, right? The more immersive the movie is. I think a lot of horror films are very tight and small. Yeah. Because they're always... um, In a room. Yeah, they always prey on the fear of enclosed enclosed spaces, which is another thing that's great about the movie, this movie, right? It completely breaks that. The fears here are all in these huge open spaces. Shelter isn't real. I I think Mm. that that's the other Mm. thing, right? So on the one hand, you've got people running away from something in a space in which you can see everything and everything can see you. That's the whole point, right? Like it's wide open, it's flat. You can see exactly the threat and how far away or how near it is to you. You know it can see you. And that's just, um, that that's a beautiful subversion of this horror movie trope that we're talking about. But then it also makes sense as to why it, it, it was shot in IMAX. Those wide screen shots of the ranch, of the mountains, of the sky, of everything else. It just works. And it also works to enhance the horror in this particular instance, in the way he's chosen to tell it. Which, yeah, I don't know if it applies. Like, I don't know if I want to see a spider in a drain on IMAX, you know? <laughs> or, a, or a creepy doll in IMAX. Yeah. No. Can I just say, as a, as a cowboy-loving child who still loves cowboy films, there are shots of... Daniel Kaluuya on a horse in this film with the background that, oh, I'm just like, this movie is so beautiful. I love this. I love that someone decided to make this movie look like this because it didn't have to look like this. You know, the fact that it was shot in IMAX, the fact that Jordan Peele's vision for the story is this large. I love that. And I think that's why I'm willing to forgive some of the some of the perhaps the looseness of the storyline or some of the, the the perhaps coming away feeling like did that story do itself justice or did it kind of bite off a little more than it can chew yeah i mean i would watch this a second time just for the cinematography like just to stare at the movie and and take it all in right um but speaking about the stuff that didn't work i felt like the the third act of the movie dragged on a bit um, because it included it included some characters that came into the fold and I felt like some of them were not fleshed out. Some of them, I, I didn't know why they were even there. You know, they didn't have a reason to be around. So some of it went like, you know, it kind of went on longer than it should have. Um, I still think Get Out is his best movie. This is Second and then Us. So yeah, it's not a perfect movie by by any stretch. But I still feel like in terms of comparing it to other things that came out this year, it's definitely up there. Lah. It's it's still way, way high up there. I need to rewatch 
because um, I've said that us previously, I, I liked better than Get Out, which is my own fault. I acknowledge I got it spoiled for me. This is this is what happens when you live a spoiler welcoming existence. Um, but I need to rewatch Nope because of the three films that Jordan Peele has made, I think this one's the most beautiful. And mm-hmm. I, it's the one that I've been thinking about the most after. So I don't know whether that means that it's my favourite, but I think it means that it's had, at least in the in the immediate aftermath, the most lasting impact. And that means something. I've not watched Us because I'm too scared. Uh, the poster scared me. The, the few scenes that I've seen from it scared me. I feel like now I have to because I'm feeling major completist FOMO. Um, I will say that I feel like this movie is a lot more ambitious than Get Out. Um, the other thing that I loved about this movie, which we haven't um, touched on enough, I think is how it's clearly made by someone who loves cinema, right? There's so many nods to genres, to Spielberg, to the beginning of filmmaking. To image making to image making the uh you know the the story in itself a lot a huge part of it is the power of being able to document the power of being able to tell stories um and i love that and i think there's a lot here uh, we, we spoke about Godard yesterday, so I think mm-hmm. we've earned the right to come here today. Um, I feel like if you're a love lover of film, if you're a lover of uh, movie making, um this is, I don't know, I feel like you will like this and latch onto it in a very particular way. Honestly, right, after seeing what he can do with IMAX and, and releasing like a horror movie in IMAX, I really want to see him tackle uh, a giant blockbuster that isn't horror. Like just take a break from horror for a while because there is a there is a very specific Akira shot. He was supposed to do movie. Akira, wasn't he? Because he was supposed to do yeah. Akira and he managed to to shoehorn it into this movie very successfully. Um, and just watching that shot, right, I was like, whoa, if this guy does a major blockbuster, like a, either a, a pure sci-fi or something or action, oof, like that would be an IMAX experience, I think. I just want to say to close off that please go watch the movie and then come back and talk about it with us. Because the, I, I, it's <laughs> such a fun movie mm-hmm. to talk about. And in this current capacity of trying to avoid spoilers, we're limited in what we can say, but please go watch it and come back and let us know what you think. Uh, on that note, if you have seen it, WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, and of course, you can also write to us at movies at bfm.my. been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.